We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A good Monday to you. Welcome into the program. My name's Matt Paul. We have just a one-hour program for you today. I'll uh, pull back the curtain a little bit for you. When the the day got started, I I thought we were doing a two-hour show. I did not realize we had Monday Night Football tonight, so we booked the show as a two-hour show. What does that mean for you? It means we are packing a lot of stuff into this first and only hour of the program as uh, we are going to have three guests who are going to be uh, with us. Um, Turner Ward, we've talked, it's been talked about uh, throughout much of the day here on KMOX, uh, a conversation that I actually conducted a couple days ago, but we'll play it for you today. The new Cardinals hitting coach, he says a lot of really interesting things, and I think you're going to be interested to hear it. So uh, Turner Ward, the man who's taking over as the Cardinals hitting coach after most recently serving as an assistant coach, but also a guy who has been a major league hitting coach for a number of different teams. He's going to join us in about five minutes or so, so not too far out from being joined by uh, Turner Ward. Then later on, we are going to continue on with our parade of coaches as we continue to uh, talk with uh, area college basketball coaches. Today, we are going to focus in on Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Their head coach, Brian Baroni, is going to join us at about 635. And then we'll talk some St. Louis University men's soccer with their head coach, Kevin Kalish. Slew men's soccer winning the A-10 in a really exciting way yesterday. And then today, the NCAA selection show, and they are going to be hosting coming up on Thursday as they match up against Memphis. Uh, it's, it is slew Memphis week, seemingly, as the slew women's soccer team, their season came to an end when they lost to Memphis. Now slew men's soccer is going to match up against Memphis, and slew men's basketball, they are set to play Memphis as well. So a lot of uh, slew Memphis action. So that's that's the show. Uh, before we do go any further, certainly want to mention the Blues very quickly. Obviously, we'd talk more about them if we had the two-hour show. Good to see them kind of get things going. They've won two in a row. They're coming off maybe their best win of the year. They won at Vegas on Saturday, uh, 3-2. So after ending that eight-game losing streak, they've won two in a row, and they're going to play Colorado tonight before going to Chicago on Wednesday. They're back home on Thursday against Washington. But certainly uh, some, some good signs 
signs right now that the Blues are going to be okay. We'll talk more about the Blues as the week goes along. But our jam-packed one-hour edition of Sports Open Line, it will continue with Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward. He'll be with us in our next segment. That's coming up next. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauley. Towards the end of the season, well, after the season came to an end, we learned that Cardinals, uh, former Cardinals hitting coach, Jeff Albert was going to be moving on from the organization. So they were looking for a new hitting coach. One name that made a whole lot of sense was assistant coach uh, Turner Ward, who uh, just had um, a great reputation for the way he was able to connect with a number of players. Also, he had been uh, the lead hitting coach for three different major league organizations. He was already in-house, and he got the job. I got the chance to uh, talk with Ward uh, just a couple days ago. want to play uh, our conversation. I think he says a lot of interesting things here. I think you'll enjoy this. The first thing I asked Ward about was just um, kind of his thought process when he found out that uh, Albert was leaving the organization and that that job was open. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, of course, I came this in, into the organization with the interest of, uh, you know, helping out and being the assistant. And, you know, it was, uh, I think, news to me. Uh, was it something I, that I knew in advance of when Jeff decided to step step down? So it's kind of a shock there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've been in situations before where it was either time for you to move on or, you know, you whether you wanted to, needed to, or you had to or – was made to so that's it so you know everyone has a kind of particular reasons why and uh jeff has his so when immediately do you let mosaic and marmal kind of know that you absolutely would be interested in moving into that position well of course they uh uh you know contacted me and uh you know asked for my interest in it and i and i told them i said whatever that they felt was best for the the cardinals and the team i was willing i mean i signed on as the assistant but you know uh i was you know willing to to do whatever it takes to what they feel like and uh help 
us get to the next level. This is nothing new for you. You've been the, the lead hitting coach for a few different organizations. From your perspective, what's going to change for you going from being the assistant hitting coach to uh, your new role? Well, I mean, I think it's the, the voice is a little louder or a little stronger. You know, when you're the assistant, you you want to you support and kind of uh, move through the organization or the, the, the team the way, uh, you know, like it's in, in I, this case here is Jeff was trying to lead. And, you know, I think everybody that uh, takes into a leadership role has their own niche about what they do things or how they would do things and doesn't make it right or wrong, but it makes uh, it intentional what you believe to be, be true to, to move the needle forward. So, you know, in that sense for me, that's, uh, you know, I have some, a few ideas that, uh, that I'd like to, to do myself. I'm fascinated by hitting coaches right now in baseball because so much of what's going on in organizations is an organizational hitting philosophy, yet coaches still have, like you just referenced, you have the, the kind of things that you want to push forward. How, how do you go about putting yourself as an individual and your beliefs as an individual into uh, also coinciding with what the organization wants to do from a hitting standpoint? Well, no doubt that uh, I would think every organization from a uh, mechanical to technology to data, uh, you know, you have to have a sense of all of it. And, and, and you know, I think uh, I've kind of watched the transition, you know, of course, when I was a player to how we use data, to how mechanics was talked about, to even now how, you know, we use data and how mechanics are talked about in, in a sense of uh, – so I think there has to be a balance. I've seen where teams have gone, you know, from, you know, uh, heavy to one one way or the other, whatever that might be. But, man, you, you have to have a balance. I mean, this isn't like pitching, you know, where you're trying to work on a, the spin or the location. I mean, hitters are trying to hit, I mean, a variety of pitches of uh, – of speeds and velos and locations. And so there has to be a really good balance of how you move your human movement, which is your mechanics, but also uh, the balance of your, your, the, the approach and how a hitter is going to attack and uh, based on his strengths, because all hitters, we all have some weaknesses. So it's working on those weaknesses and 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 then trying to not be so concerned about what that pitcher is going to do to you, but more concerned about what you want to do when he makes a mistake. So, to me, there's that that mindset mindset mechanical balance that you you have to be able to uh, coach, teach, and understand. Every hitter has their own swing, which is individual. And then I believe what you you guys are trying to do is, from a mechanical standpoint, there are some base type things that you want to uh, that you want to include. Is it fun for you taking every single individual swing that you see, and everybody's got their own, and then being able to try to help each hitter kind of become their better self? Yeah, no doubt, because it is. Even though there are some foundational truths to the swing everybody's body doesn't move the same. And so, and, and not only that, they speak different languages. I mean, so, and what I mean by that, that uh, uh, a Paul Goldsmith might not want to talk about his, his hands where uh, Nolan is very comfortable talking that where a guy like T.O. doesn't want to talk a whole lot mechanics, but more to the approach. So I think when guys learn to balance out a look, you know, that, 
Um, from a hitting perspective, as a hitting coach, which I don't like that term, I, I, I like the term more of uh, a watchman. Mm-hmm. I want to watch these guys do really well and then be able to communicate it when things aren't going well, how we have a plan to shrink times of down. And I, and I would say that, that, that most hitting coaches uh, would be, you know, fall in line with that. But I have seen a trend where it's all, oh, let me just try to create something. Oh, let me create uh, power. Let me create, you know, uh, something, a, a launch angle, a certain type. Man, hitting you have to not only be able to hit a fly ball, but you need to be able to hit a ground ball. So there is multiple uh, 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 adjustability that a hitter needs to have to be able to survive at the big league level if they want to be a complete player, say like a Nolan or a Goldie, you know, or as uh, there's a lot of players in the league that's, you know, more well-rounded. And we know we can identify when guys are kind of a – they got one thing, you know, it's maybe it's just a full side power. They are power and that's what they work on, train on. And that's what they do. But when you have that style, you do, there's a risk reward uh, for that. Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward continuing to join us here on sports open line. You mentioned approach. How important is it to have that consistent approach, uh, n- knowing pitchers tendencies uh knowing what you're going to swing at what you're not going to swing at so even before even getting into the swing the approach and how you go about it at the plate how important is that to the overall success of a hitter i mean it's, it's very important i call i say that hitting is 100 percent mental and 100 percent physical <laughs> so as uh, as a hitting coach understanding what where where is this where is he hindered at this point? Where is he Where is he lacking at this point? Is there something going on with his approach? Or is there something mechanically going on that won't allow him to say uh, a hitter's approach is in the right center field gap, but all he can do is pull the ball right now? There might be a little mechanical thing going on to that point. So my job uh, is to understand what benefits this player the most from an approach standpoint based on how he moves and his mechanics. So that is a marriage between the two. And just like in marriages, it gets difficult sometimes. So whatever side that is, is, is causing the issue. Now, and look, you know, sometimes, and you know, hitters don't want to hear this. Sometimes that guy was just nasty that day and he was making great pitches and we weren't able to hit him. So that again has to be a part of the equation, not to give the guy any uh, too much credit, but these pitchers are good. So, um, number one, am I a good place mentally? Number two, is my, my mechanics, am I moving well? Number three, was I just missing my pitches because he was nasty? <laughs> or is it just, you know, because something else is going on? So that's kind of where I have to evaluate and look and see where, you know, uh, the player needs to whether improve uh, in the mechanics part or his approach. So I always chuckle because I, I host post-game shows and I talk to baseball fans all the time. And this is not just a St. Louis thing. I've been in other markets. This, this happens everywhere. If a team is struggling offensively, the first thing fans say is fire the hitting coach. And then I find out they don't really know what the hitting coach does. Like there's this just this thought of the hitting coach is just the guy that's sitting in the cage giving advice. or you know th- It goes a lot more beyond that, and we've touched on the data and we've touched on the approach and things like that. Do you think it's important for baseball fans to get a little bit of a better understanding of what the modern hitting coach does? 
I wouldn't even say just even the modern. I would just say hitting coach in general. Because, look, I've been a player that played 16 years. So I had hitting coaches, Rod Carew, uh, uh, Billy Buckner, uh, Gene Kleins, uh, Gene Tennis, uh, Buck Showalter. I mean, uh, uh, so many of these guys poured in, in, into my life. But, you know, when I struggled, it was not one time. And, man, at 16 years, you struggle. It was a struggle uh, being a big league hitter, minor league hitter, whatever that is. I never said, you know what, I didn't have success this year because of this hitting coach. But now I'm going to flip that around on the other side is because as me now as a hitting coach, I take full responsibility, and I, I don't want the credit, but it is my job to help these guys. So – it's kind of a part of the business not to get that credit and to take the blame. And I'm fully aware of that, and I actually embrace that because I actually want to be able to help these guys and help them get into the next level. But it has to be at their learning growth, too. Sometimes the guys get to the big leagues level, you know what, and they hit a wall with, uh, you know, their ability. I've seen that. Sometimes I see where guys just have to make some mechanical adjustments and it works out. Sometimes I've seen where this guy's been a, the approach and been able to do different things and it really works out. So, you know, there is a, it's a heavy load on, on the player to make adjustments, but it's also a part of the hitting coach's job to help him navigate through what those adjustments might be. Brandon Allen, who has been the AAA hitting coach, will be your assistant. Matt Holliday is going to be involved uh, offensively as well. How, uh, how excited are you to, to be able to kind of go to battle and work with those guys? I mean, so excited. I mean, you know, even going through the, uh, the interview process and, you know, we, you know, interviewed in, within and outside and, and knowing how uh, BA has related to the, to the guys in this organization and me being able to kind of work alongside with BA in spring training and see how he works and what he's about and how he goes about it. There was a freshness to that. Uh, and then also the experience that, that Matt brings in, you know, Skip was a, a, a good voice last year as well. And I expect Matt to be the same, same way. Last thing for you. I know when you got done playing, you did some building. I, I think you built, built your home. If I saw it correctly, I know you've also spent some time as a youth pastor. How have the non-baseball things that you have done help you in your baseball job? Oh, so many different ways. I mean, uh, and I, you know, of course, even for my kids. I mean, I have a a thirty-year-old son with a granddaughter. My daughter just graduated from college, and I have a high school senior son. Uh, you know, I think just kind of uh, as a parent, you know, of course, and a husband, you know, uh, teaching and training kids up in a way, uh, leading a large youth group to help me study and uh, understand not only the, the spiritual but emotional and uh, side of it. And then, of course, I think I just love construction, but it's just because it's building something. And I think that's kind of part of the swing. It's, it's, there's, there's, there's the foundation of a house are, are, are pretty similar if it's a, you know, a, a rock foundation, a concrete foundation. I look at that from a hitting standpoint. Man, you have to have a really good foundation. But, man, different houses look different ways, but they all kind of serving a purpose. And so that's when I look at a, you know, a hitter swing. Not that I'm trying to build it, but maybe I'm, I'm trying to kind of help uh, him renovate that to, to, to beautify it, to simplify it. And, and I think that's kind of where that that fix it mentality is uh, 
as a part of kind of who I am and what I do. But again, I, from a philosophy standpoint, I have two eyes, two ears, one mouth. I really want to listen and watch more than I speak so that I can kind of learn more from what, what they do, how they do it, and then how we kind of come alongside each other and, and kind of walk through that process. Turner, this was really fun. I really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. Thank you so much for uh, for taking this time. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm sure we can do it again sometime. There's Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward here on Sports Open Line. So before I realized that we only had one hour tonight because of Monday Night Football, my plan was to spend the segment after that interview uh, hearing from you and getting your thoughts on, on him. So while it's fresh in your mind, I'd love for you to do this. For those of you who do who, who have thoughts on what you just heard from Turner Ward, text me or tweet me, and uh, we'll try to revisit this maybe tomorrow for sure at some point later on in the week. You can text in at 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. What I want to hear from you, you just heard basically 15 minutes with new Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward what is your reaction to what you just heard? And I'd, lo- I'd love to hear that. Whatever it might happen to be, whatever your reaction is, feel free to tweet or text. Text in 314-436-7900. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, and we will revisit that coming up uh, later on in the week. But up next, we continue on with our uh, parade of coaches. We're talking with men's basketball coaches from throughout the region. We're going to talk some SIUE men's basketball with their head coach, Brian Baroni. He joins us in just a moment. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City! KMOX. We continue our one-hour program tonight. We are leading you into Monday Night Football. Again, uh, thanks going out to Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward for joining us. We'll get uh, into more of what he had to say uh, during the week and kind of break down some of the things he said. But right now, we are going to continue our parade of coaches. We're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River guest line, the uh, SIUE men's basketball team. They are currently 1-1. One one. They've got a big game tomorrow in Columbia as they match up against Missouri. Zoo, and uh, we're happy to uh, welcome in Cougars head coach uh, Brian Baroni onto the show. Coach, thank you so much for, for your time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You bet. Let's start with the uh, news of the day. Your team picks up a nice honor. Sophomore transfer uh, DeMarco Minor being named as the OVC Newcomer of the Week in the uh, win against Harris Stowe. He had a double-double, then had 21 points in the tight loss uh, against Purdue-Fort Wayne. Talk a little bit about what you've gotten from him here in the first couple games of the season. I like it. You're on your stuff. That was hot off the press. <laughs> that, that's big time right there. Um no, I, 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 you know, we're excited about our guys, and and, and uh, Demarco goes by Polo, so Polo mine is, uh, you know, had a heck of a week. He had ten assists, no turnovers against uh, Harris Stowe, and and really kept us uh, afloat at Fort Wayne when we weren't doing what we needed to do offensively the first half. I uh, think he had fifteen points in the first half, and then you know we were able to come back, take the lead, and then they came back and and ended up getting us at the end. Um, but it, it, it's nice to see that. You know the 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 newcomers and the old guys gelling uh, because his his newcomer of the week is you know, a result of um, 
you know, his teammates put him in position and input him to statistically have some good, pretty good numbers. I'm looking at your roster, and the thing that really strikes me is you bring in kids from all kinds of different areas. You've got some D1 transfers. You've got JUCO transfers. You've got some prep school kids. You've got high school kids. Is, is hitting every single possible location uh, a big part of your guys' recruiting strategy? It, it, it's so much. It, it is, and it's, it's a lot about just relationships. Um, you know, there's so many little nuances and, and unique relationships almost probably behind every guy that's on our roster um, and not just with me, with I have, I have a tremendous staff that, you know, you build relationships through, um, you know, whether someone's from Wisconsin and you have a staff member from Wisconsin or someone that, you know, has a connection to the NBA and, and, and they had connection to the NBA, to something like an uncle or something like that. So, you know, we really try to tap into the relationship or big relationship program. Uh, you know, we believe put family into basketball. Don't let basketball take family away from you. And that's that's kind of our mantra, and that's you know that's where you're able to get relationships uh, to come you know be part of the team from all around. Still really early on in the season, but you have kind of a lopsided win at home against Harris Stowe. You go and you have a really tight loss on the road against uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, losing that game 81-76. I know it's really hard to make any sort of uh, big statements after a couple regular season games, but how do you feel about where your team is at right now? I, I like I really really like our team. Uh, a lot, and I say that that's not coach talk. That's sincere. That's sincere. Uh, these guys mean a lot uh, to me, and I, they have high character. I like where we are heading. Um, you know, we have to tighten up some things. We we didn't have a great start and a great finish at Fort Wayne, uh, but you're uh, you know you're down 12 uh, on the road against the repeating uh, reigning Horizon League champions with 76 percent of their their scoring back. You come back and take a lead. That says a lot about. Uh, the character of your guys and, and, and the ability. And, um, you know, we're still trying to find ourselves with Rayshon Taylor just coming back about three weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I'm taking that 10 out of 10 times. Uh, but you're also learning how to put a very intri- uh, important part of your team uh, in place that you haven't had for the last, well, us the last nine months, but our immediate team with the newcomers for the last four months. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Rayshon Taylor. He tore his ACL January 29th of last year, and here he is already playing. There's a lot of guys who take a little bit longer than that coming back from an ACL. What has it been like for you watching him go through the rehab process and maybe watching him learn to kind of retrust that knee? You know, it's been really encouraging just as a person. I mean, he, he for, for two years he has essentially been revving because he had torn his ACL the, his previous year as well. And um, he comes out after the first one and uh, put himself in position to average about 17, 18 points a game. Unfortunately, January 29th, it tears it again. And his work ethic and, and mental fortitude and his support system with his family, his family is unbelievable. Um, to put him in position to play last week uh, a full college basketball game it just really speaks a lot of, of the work ethic and the heart, the determination. Um, because, like, I'm almost the one holding him back. Uh, and I told him that the other day. I, I'm going to stop coaching him uh, as if he is coming off it uh, because he is he's put us in position to play him, and he wants to play. His heart's there. His mind is there. And the numbers all say his, his, his strength is there. So 
it's really, really impressive what that young man has done for two straight years. He was on the preseason All-OVC team. Your other guy that's on that team is uh, Dijon Pruitt, and so far a nice start to him uh, statistically. Uh, he's going out there. He's uh, your second-leading scorer right now at 13 uh, points per game. Is it just this, the, the feeling of kind of getting from him what you were expecting from him going into the year? Yeah, Dijon's a he's a good player. He's a, he's um, he's a guy that can stretch the floor a little bit. He can handle it. He's got great size and athleticism, and it's just continuing to find it, the you know the impact that he can have on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I have very high expectations for um, uh, for Pruitt, um, and, and he's had some. He had a you know twenty and ten uh, the first game. Um, he, he can impact the, the game in so many ways. And, and he's, you know, all preseason, all OVC for a reason. I think he impacted the league last year, averaging around 10 and 7. So there's a, there's a definite level of uh, excitement and, and expectations. I have high expectations for a lot of guys on our, on our team. SIUE men's basketball coach Brian Baroni continuing to join us. Uh, last week, you guys announced two future members of the team, Jordan Pickett, who is a, a high school kid from Belleville East, and then a, a JUCO transfer, and Ethan Yancey, who's coming in from uh, Northwest Kansas Tech College. It's, it's interesting right now in college basketball because it feels like coaches need to sort of pick and choose who they're taking in this early signing period because there's so many D1 transfers available uh, later on. But obviously you go out, you sign these two kids. How excited are you about them? Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, it's a great observation because you really are sitting there trying to figure out, you know, what you're you, – you, you can get caught into this what-if game, right? You know, what's going to happen? You know, there's the different transfers, the portal, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we've really tried to do as a staff – is uh, you know get the get the person that you feel fits into your program, and if it, if it makes sense right now, uh, then then go be aggressive and and, and recruit. Um, and if if you're not comfortable, then you know you you, you keep working. And, and I, it's probably a little bit more of an old school mentality because uh, that's kind of how I've always done it. Um, but I think since we are such a relationship based program, it's been a focal point of what are our needs. You know who's kind of leaving that you know on paper through seniors and and um you know you want to fill those spots uh moving forward because i'm a big believer in a group in this group of guys and we've had pretty good retention over these years so i think that that's that's been something i've kind of stuck to you're in columbia tomorrow night for a matchup against missouri in no way shape or form am i asking you to disrespect your opponent but i do think it's interesting that at least in missouri's first two games before the lindenwood contest Southern Indiana hung tough with them. Penn also hung tough with them. Are there things on film out of those two games where you're able to look at and maybe you're hoping to find some success based off things you saw there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, what you want to do is exploit any team's weakness and exploit your successes. And, um, you know, I think this early in the season, uh, you're still – you can get caught up in really trying to scheme against um, the, 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 your other opponents. And, you know, there's three, maybe four games with an exhibition game that's, that, that someone has put out there. Uh, Dennis Gates is a very good coach, and, you know, he's obviously new at Missouri, so there's not a lot of necessarily footage from, from what he's done thus far there. Uh, but, of course, you, you want to look out there and see what we can do. Uh, but more importantly right now, it, it's about what we – against their weaknesses, but it's more important like, we have to stay true to who we are because we've been working on that for, you know, four or five months. Uh, we have to we have to make the adjustments uh, throughout the game, uh, and, and hopefully exploit a weakness or two, and, and not let them exploit any of ours. 
Your schedule's interesting because the first three games kind of goes tougher, 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 and then you uh, step back and you're going to play some neutral site games against uh, other mid-major opponents. I, I like the way you've put together your schedule. It, it, uh, it looks like you did this on purpose. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, I, I would like one more day in between our MTE, like our neutral site games, than, than we had, and, and for a variety of reasons it didn't work out that way. Um, but if there's a team that's built like like uh, for, for, for multiple games in, in, in a short amount of time, it's us these last few years uh, with, with our COVID schedule has been, been beyond crazy. Uh, but you, you definitely, what you're trying to do is you want to simulate things that you're, gonna, you're coming across in the future. Um, you know, you're, you're, you have that expectation to, to go to the tournament in the OVC, and you're going to hopefully play multiple games back-to-back-to-back on a neutral site. So you want to be able to reference your successes and, and things that you could have done a little bit better, even though it's hopefully going to be in March. Uh, you want to you want to be able to kind of, you know, have that type of, type of reference point. And we definitely, there's with scheduling, with COVID, um, you're still affected by the schedule from years past. We were supposed to play Detroit this year. Dates didn't work for the last two years um, uh, as a home game. So unfortunately for us, we're on the road these next three weeks kind of because some makeup games had to be made um, with the scheduling and other teams' conference uh, schedule as well. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully we can uh, catch up every once in a while during the course of the season. I'd love it. I, I appreciate it. I'm a big believer in this team, and I'm excited to, excited to be around them all year. So let, let's see where this thing goes. All right, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. SIUE men's basketball coach Brian Baroni joining us here on Sports Open Line on the Quiver River guest line. We appreciate him taking some time. All right, we are coming down the home stretch of today's show, but we got to talk some St. Louis University men's soccer. They are A10 champions. They are head to the NCAA tournament, and their head coach, Kevin Kalish, he joins us next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. News Radio KMOX. The home of the Cardinals. Starting to wrap up this jam-packed edition of Sports Open Line. Just a one-hour show tonight as we get to Monday Night Football at about uh, 7 o'clock. Do want to mention the St. Louis University men's soccer team, to be sure, as uh, they are headed to the NCAA tournament. They had a really exciting finish uh, yesterday as they get the win against Loyola Chicago and PKs. It finished as a, uh, a 0-0 in regulation, went to overtime, and then they go to uh, kicks, and they end up winning the uh, PK shootout 3-2, and they are headed to the NCAA tournament where they are going to match up against Memphis in a game that's going to be uh, here in St. Louis coming up on Thursday night. With that, we welcome in the head coach of the St. Louis University men's soccer team. That is head coach Kevin Kalish. Coach, thank you so much for your time. How are you? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Doing great. So we'll get to uh, Memphis and the NCAA tournament in just a moment, but I want to go back to yesterday. Uh, you win in a PK shootout, 3-2, scoreless through uh, through regulation and, and, and overtime, just the emotion of that, like what what's it like for you sitting there watching that, coaching that, going through it? Yeah, look, I think you know the good thing is we we have done a lot of you know prep work heading into uh, heading into the tournament. So um, and having Carlos in goal, you actually had a little bit of um, had a lot a lot of confidence, I should say, in, in terms of just that uh, we were going to come out on top, that he was going to make some saves, and we were going to finish our our our, our uh, pen. So. 
um, yeah, definitely exhilarating, a little bit, little bit anxious, but, you know, also very confident in my guys and, uh, and definitely Carlos. All three matchups in the uh, A-10 tournament were really, really tight, uh, tight games. Does that help you out in that situation? Yeah, I think so. I, we kind of plan for that. If you think about it, even even had last year, out of all the you know in the conference tournament, um, even our last year semifinal went into penalty kicks. So it's you know it's it's just not a lot of lot, lot of difference between you know a lot of teams, a lot of well coached teams, um, and soccer's you know it's usually pretty tight this time of year. So you have to make plays, and it's it's difficult to uh, to do. And 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 you know from our perspective. Um, we kind of always say, yeah, if you're going to win a championship, you're probably going to have to win one of them throughout a penalty shootout. So I've watched the winning save by Carlos Tofern over and over and over again on social media, and it's awesome. On that save, he kind of moves just a little bit to his right before coming back to his left. Was he trying to deke uh, the the kick? You know, trying to you know draw the kick to his left side by going a little bit right. Was that like part of the plan there? Or did it just work out that way? Yeah, I don't. I, I think it just worked out that way. That's um, you know, he's 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 on. You know, we we give him some obviously give him some information ahead of time. But at the end of the day, it's 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 on him to read the kicker and and kind of go with his gut and. He has the green light to do that, and um, especially a goalkeeper of his stature, um, we tell him to trust his gut, go with what you're, go with what you're feeling. And he, and he was, he was in his own. He was, um, he was in full control of that situation, and it was, it was, it was kind of special to watch him, um, you know, make, not only make the stage, but just kind of really kind of just he was one step ahead of everybody. It seemed like. How cool is that moment, not just for you, but for everybody? When that save is made, everybody goes onto the field. I mean, that's just that's a really cool moment. Yeah, I mean that's why you're in sport, right? I think um, you know just to know that all the, how much how much effort the whole team and all the guys put into it, and uh, to see their faces and just have that that moment where they're, they're you know be able to raise a trophy and win a championship. That's you know that's why you make all the sacrifices. Did you have any thoughts that you might be uh, matched up against Memphis? Um, you know, I, you know, it's, we I knew we were gonna kind of be uh, you know hoping to get a you know one through sixteen seed, although we were close. Um, felt we would get a, you know get a home game, and then usually as it kind of shakes out, we'd probably face maybe someone in region that was going to fall maybe uh, uh, later in the in the RPI in that thirty five to forty range. So I had a, maybe an inkling, but you never know with this kind of stuff. It's it's interesting right now, and I know it's all coincidence, but women's soccer played Memphis, men's basketball yeah. is about to play Memphis. It's like it's it's slew Memphis week right now. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. They. Uh, they do a great job with their programs. They're always competitive, and I know that this will be a really, a really tough test on Thursday as well. How much have you been able to take a look at them? I know it was just earlier today that you found out that they would be your first round matchup. Yeah, yeah, we've been able to do a little bit of, of a dive into, into some video, but yeah, they're a very good team. Like, you know, every team in, in, at this stage in college soccer is going to be going to be a, a good opponent. Um, you know, you match up with different teams in different ways, but. Uh, yeah, you know, we're excited to compete on Thursday and uh, see what happens. I know you never look past an opponent. I'm not. I'm not going there. But if you do win, you then go to Bloomington to face off uh, against Indiana. Like, do you look at the bracket and see where you could end up and who you might be playing and uh, who could be on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, it would, you know, human nature would say, "Hey, okay, what's 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 our pathway to you know get to a College Cup and and who who we're going to go through and stuff," but. Yeah, like you mentioned before, you know, this group's been great about just taking one game at a time and just focusing on the next opponent and um, really just, you know, and the challenge that's that's right in front of them. So we're going to continue to do that. Memphis is, uh, 
that's definitely going to be a, a challenge on Thursday, and then we're going to get ready for it starting uh, starting tomorrow tomorrow morning. So, do you ever do you sit back at all when St. Louis Billikens soccer? I mean, this fiftieth appearance in the men's soccer championship that that that's a record, and you're leading this team right now, and you've obviously got history. I guess is it a cool thing for you to know the history of this program and now be right in the middle of you know making more history, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, you know, anytime, you know, you know, wearing a jersey myself, um, you know, it has that extra sense of pride, right? So I think, you know, uh, from my our perspective, um, you know, I like I tell the guys oftentimes, I've sat in your in your chairs, so it's it's yeah, it's definitely special. It's a it's a legendary program. Uh, all the unbelievable teams that have gone through. Soccer and to be the fiftieth, yeah, it's, it's definitely a pretty cool, pretty cool moment. The soccer community in this city has always been amazing, and you know that. But right now, it just seems like uh, SLU women's soccer. I know is a disappointing run for them in the tournament. They lose to Memphis, but that doesn't take anything away from what That's they right. accomplished this season. Uh, city SC is getting ready to roll. They've got this big exhibition coming up on Wednesday. Do you feel being part of the soccer community, just the excitement that's going on right now? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think look what what Katie and, and, and Chris and the women's program was able to accomplish this year was amazing. I I really felt like um again and you know how soccer goes, you gotta catch some breaks, but they built a team that in my opinion was was uh was definitely one of the top eight teams in the country and they should be proud of, of what they what they accomplished. Um and yeah, I think mean, right now with City on the horizon and 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 kind of what we're we're doing here at, at SLU, it's it's uh it's a great time to be a soccer player in St. Louis and a soccer fan for that matter. It's um you can feel the energy, it's infectious and yeah, I think great things ahead. You host Memphis on Thursday, Herman Stadium, seven o'clock. Tickets are already available. Ten dollars for adults, five dollars for youth. Folks can maybe uh, bundle up a little bit and, and get out there and I'm sure uh you're looking forward to having a big crowd. Yeah, it is. And nothing better than playing at home at Herman um, in front of the hometown crowd. So we're, we're looking forward to it. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Uh, congratulations. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully uh, be able to catch up with you again uh, later on. Okay. Thanks so much. Take care. That is Slewman soccer coach Kevin Kalis. We appreciate his time. We appreciate everybody's time. What a show. Cardinals hitting coach Turner Ward, SIUE men's basketball coach Brian Baroni, and SLU men's soccer coach Kevin Kalish all joining us on the Quiver River guest line. And now that is going to wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line. Monday night football tonight, Eagles at home against Washington. And we've got the broadcast next right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.